you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Big Move the Sticks podcast coming your way today, Buck. A lot of NFL and college football to get to. How you doing, Buck? Man, I'm doing great. We are talking about a lot. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Monday Night Football recap. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans whooping up on the Dallas Cowboys. Talk about how the traded players debuted, how they looked with their new teams. And then we have a terrific player, Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke University. We're going to interview him and just kind of talk about how things are going for him in this season. I look forward to that conversation. I'll tell you what, there's a little extra pep in Bucky Brooks' step today, and you know why that is. Must be the hot chocolate. It's it's, it's basketball season. As a North Carolina guy, it's basketball season, and there's a little excitement, a little extra juice there with Bucky today. Oh, we got to get back on track, man. Football sucks, so I got to put all my (laughs) eggs in the basketball basket. The only way I can be happy and fulfilled this year is my basketball team is going to have to win it all because right now I'm not able to talk about my university at all, and it's disappointing. All right. Well, I'm excited. We've got uh, Romeo Langford at IU right now. I mean, I think we could be a tournament team this year, Buck. I'm excited. <laughs> so unbelievable. So unbelievable. Uh, let's start off with Monday Night Football. What did you see, Titans and the Cowboys? You know, what I saw was a disappointing Dallas Cowboys team. Even though you changed the pieces, you moved the characters around, I think this team has an issue. I don't believe they necessarily play to their talent, and I believe they have a, a serious um, – question or a conversation that they must have internally about whether Dak Prescott is going to be the guy that they can build around. I know the owner has emphatically said that this isn't about Dak Prescott. He's not on the evaluation. He is their franchise quarterback. But if it's going to be about Dak Prescott, then either Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan need to figure out a way to build this offense around him while still making it all about Ezekiel Elliott, or they got to figure out a way just to get Dak Prescott to play better with the pieces that he has around him. I know the offensive line has been shaky. I know he's still getting used to the number one receiver. But ultimately, this is a quarterback-driven league. And if your quarterback isn't playing well, it is hard to consistently win games in the National Football League. I just wonder when I see now, like, Cowboy games. Well, the Cowboys are in primetime, you know, every week, even though you say they uh, don't get enough attention. Okay, I'm beginning um, to. I'm, they I think, are in prime I think, time. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna amend that statement a little bit. Maybe they maybe they get too much attention. How about that? Does that make you, that make, does that make you better? Oh, there you go. Maybe it is. Maybe it is too much attention. Uh, but I, I will say, I think John Gruden watches with a with a tub of popcorn when the Cowboys <laughs> are playing right now. See where that pick's gonna look like. I mean, he can watch with a tub of popcorn, but he needs to be careful on his own because the Oakland Raiders aren't playing as well. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, these notable player debuts here with new teams on the trades. Uh, we'll just rip through them here. Demarius Thomas. Ha, Clinton Dix, Dante Fowler, um, and Snacks Harrison. Just kind of what we've seen so far from these teams and, and what you think of these moves going forward. I like the move with Demarius Thomas going to the Houston Texans. What he's able to do is, look, he's not the burner that Will Fuller 
was for them, but he certainly can control the middle of the field. Three receptions, 61 yards, uh, pretty solid debut effort. And when you put him opposite DeAndre Hopkins, look, DeAndre Hopkins had 10 catches at over 100 yards. He is the number one. But now you have a real big-bodied number two that Deshaun Watson can target. And even though they'll lose some of the explosive pop that they had with Will Fuller, they get another good player that they can put in the middle of the field, work in beside the numbers. That is where Deshaun Watson is in his comfort zone. I think this offense will actually be better and more playoff ready with a big body like Demarius Thomas on the field. Yeah, he was emotional, man. Uh, he was very emotional after that game. You could tell it meant a lot to him. Hey, man, it was personal. It was personal. The team let him go. They let him ride. I guess so. Uh, ha, Clinton Dix, seven tackles. It did not help slow down the Falcons, though, Buck. Uh, no, it did not help slow down the Falcons. The Falcons were wearing them out. This is a beat-up ball club, too, the Washington Redskins. Three O-line guys are out of the lineup. They don't have what they normally thought they would have going into it because I was really beginning to warm up to the Washington Redskins as a team that could sneak in the playoffs. I don't know how they'll do it. I think it puts more pressure on Alex Smith. And then defensively, it's only a matter of time. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, DJ Swearinger, they'll get on the same page. But, man, now more than ever, their defense is going to have to play stingy defense. And the way the league is set up, I don't know if they can hold teams consistently under 20 points. All right, the, uh, the last two here, just quick thoughts on uh, with Fowler and, and Snacks Harrison there. I mean, Dante Fowler is the guy that he brought over to be a rusher, but I just don't know if he's an elite pass rusher. He's a power player off the edge. He's better than what they had in the lineup. I don't know how much of a bump he's going to give that pass rush. Maybe he can feast off of those garbage sacks that are created when Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald are able to create penetration up the middle. But I don't know how big of a contributor he will be for this team as they head down the stretch. Yeah, Buck, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this group. I mean, the last one there, Snacks Harrison. Now, six tackles last week against the Vikings, but that team has a lot of other issues. So uh, my whole my whole take on that team is they start to lose three or four games and uh, and start to go on a little bit of a slide. I'll be anxious to see what the reaction is there with, uh, with Coach Patricia because I think that when things are going well, everything's going to be fine there. But you start to hear some chirping from some veterans here pretty soon if this continues to slide. Yeah, I think, I think you're almost at that point. I think it's very, very critical for this team because they let go of a very, very popular player in Golden Tate. Some of their other players aren't necessarily being involved. We don't know what's going on with Ziggy Ansa. He hasn't been really a factor for them this season. And so Snacks comes over to kind of fortify the defense, and they're trying to be tougher uh, on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, the situation critical for the Detroit Lions. No doubt. All right, G Suite is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and drive. These tools improve your work life, both in terms of your experience and the outputs you create. Hence their new campaign, Make It with G Suite. You know, when you have 20 identical versions of a document labeled Finaled and no clue which is the latest. So you make another version and name that one Final Final, right? Well, with G Suite by Google Cloud, a range of work apps like Gmail, Docs, and Slides let you make real-time updates to the same document without having to track version after version of the project. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. To find out more about G Suite's productivity tools, visit gsuite.com. That's gsuite.com. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. All right, Buck, uh, I am really excited for this next conversation. Let's, uh, let's just get right to it. All right, Buck, excited to bring in our next guest here. We seem like we're on a little bit of a quarterback run. Had Wilger on last week, and this week we've got Daniel Jones from Duke joining us. Daniel, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great, great, great. 
I'm anxious to hear what you had to say about last week's game uh, against Miami, man. It looked like you guys were playing in a hurricane. Yeah, it was uh, a little, little tough. It was the weather forecast said 30%, so I thought we might get lucky with, uh, you know, a dry game, but uh, practically a monsoon there for for the first half. But um, yeah, it was tough, but glad to glad to come out with a win. You know, Dan, you had a unique journey uh, going from Charlotte Latin to becoming Duke's starting quarterback. Talk a little bit about your journey and how you went from kind of being in obscurity to now being a star quarterback at a major program. Yeah, um, you know, my recruiting process was a little different in that, um, you know, I was a guy that matured a little later. I wasn't, um, you know, I didn't get ranked early or get, you know, kind of rated as, as a lot of these quarterbacks do. So, um, you know, kind of through my junior and senior years when I started to, um, you know, play better and get some kind of recognition toward the end of my junior year. And then um, through my senior year, I actually broke my broke my wrist going into my senior summer so that kind of set me back there with some camps so it was kind of down to my senior summer where I was um you know you know had some tape to to be recruited off of and you know I was lucky enough that that coach cut uh noticed that and reached out and you know to get the opportunity here so um yeah a little different but you know I'm uh you know certainly thrilled and very grateful to, to be in the position I am today so, Daniel, so in, in talking about Coach Cutcliffe, he is obviously known as one of the quarterback gurus in college football. What have you learned from him during your time at Duke? Uh, well, I think I've learned a lot. Um, you know, certainly the X and O's, X's and O's portion of the game, I think, um, you know, he's a great teacher in that way, and I've, I've certainly learned a lot. But I think more than anything, um, you know, just the responsibility of playing the position and how much um, – you know, is on your shoulders as a quarterback to control and to, to you know, to manage as an offense. I think, um, you know, he's taught me as well as, you know, all our other quarterbacks how, um, you know, just, just how much, you know, a quarterback, you know, needs to be able to do, how much the quarterback needs to be able to know and, and control about the offense and, you know, how much of, um, you know, our success, our, you know, ability to execute it is dependent on the quarterback knowing what to do and, and, you know, knowing how to do it. You know, to that point, Coach Cutcliffe, obviously has a unique perspective because he's coached two of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. How often are you, you guys reminded of what those guys did? How many lessons are you able to take away from his experience coaching those guys to coaching a guy like yourself? Yeah, I think, you know, we hear stories about them, um, you know, weekly. I think, you know, he's having conversations with Peyton. I think even to, you know, he's, he's very close with those guys and, you know, he talks to them, um, you know, weekly, he, you know, he tells us about their conversation sometimes. You know, I remember a conversation that Peyton and him had in camp about a specific, uh, you know, route. And, you know, he relayed that information to us. And, you know, just hearing kind of um, even secondhand sometimes, um, you know, those conversations, hearing about, you know, how Peyton might, might think about something or, you know, what Peyton did in a certain situation, um, you know, it, you know, it was really cool. And, you know, hearing those experiences from him and then, um, you know, Eli comes down here in the spring to, to work out with his guys and being able to watch that, being able to, um, you know, hear some of those conversations between Eli and his guys, um, you know, is huge and, you know, been really cool, really cool to learn from. You know, in thinking about learning, we believe uh, life's experiences are a terrific teacher. And so for you throughout your career, what have been some of the hardships or adversities that you've had to overcome and how have they shaped you as a player and as a person? Yeah, I think, um, you know, athletically, you know, as a player, I think, um, you know, kind of a time, you know, as we talked about earlier, that time going from 
uh, you know, high school to, to playing, uh, you know, at the collegiate level, you know, playing in, in college was certainly my goal. And thereafter my, you know, junior year, I'd broken my wrist. I wasn't getting a whole lot of attention. So, um, you know, it didn't seem like that was necessarily, um, you know, going to work out exactly how I wanted it to. So, um, you know, going into that senior year, going into that summer, I didn't have a chance to go to as many camps as I wanted to. I didn't, um, you know, necessarily get get all those opportunities. So I knew that it was, you know, going to come down to my senior year. I think, you know, just kind of going through that and get, you know, learning that I just needed to control what I could control. And that was preparing to play my senior year as well as I can. And I'm just, uh, you know, like I said, very thankful to Coach Cut and, and, you know, these uh, coaches here at Duke for, for recognizing that and, you know, giving me the opportunity to play here. You know, in, in thinking about that, um, if that has been your biggest hardship, what has been your biggest highlight in your career? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think just, just being here at Duke has been um, been my biggest highlight. I think the culture here we have, the teammates, um, you know, I have here on the team, the friends I've been able to create, um, you know, through these, through these years here has been my highlight, um, you know, thinking about, you know, thinking about my career. So um, I think we have a special, special group of guys, a special culture here that's made it. So where I've uh, been able to grow, you know, on the field athletically, but also, um, you know, off the field with those guys socially, you know, in the classroom and, you know, just kind of, um, you know, day-to-day life. Last question on the, on the 3H here to round it off. Just uh, your hero. Who, who would you say is your hero? Could be somebody on the football field, somebody in your personal life, but uh, who's Daniel Jones' hero? Um, you know, I'd say, I'd say my dad's my hero. Um, you know, ever since I was a little guy, um, you know, he, I think he's been my hero. I think he's, um, you know, the most selfless person I know, always um, did what he could to, you know, help me and my siblings out, do what's, do what's best for us. And, um, you know, I'm, I certainly wouldn't be in the position I am today with, without him. Well, it's terrific. You are certainly in a great position going forward. Um, love what you're doing at Duke University. I hope you go easy on my Tar Heels in a few weeks. Um, I don't need to see the bill continue to be painted in Duke blue. I would like to see it painted in Carolina blue. But regardless of that, best of luck to you, best of luck to Duke and the rest of you guys on your season. Yeah, sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate you all having me. That was a great chat there uh, with Daniel Jones, Buck. I really enjoyed uh, that conversation. What a, uh, a neat story. It's going to be fun to follow him uh, through the rest of his college career. Uh, guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. The same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can handle everything online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash sticks, fill out the brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that most guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it is easy to take care of. For a free online visit, go to Roman.com slash sticks. That's Roman.com slash sticks. For a free online visit, get Roman.com slash sticks. All right, Buck, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we saw in the college football world last week. Some, some really fun games to watch on TV. 
One of them was not Alabama LSU because that was a butt kicking. Uh man, that was a tail kicking. It was hard to watch that, man. I, I felt more like I had to endure it more so than watch it. Um, you just thought LSU was going to give them a better matchup, and I thought the game was very, very competitive for the first quarter and a half. The defense kind of kept them in the mix. But offensively, LSU just couldn't move the ball. Alabama's defense is just too good. They're too talented. And then what we're seeing from Tua is you give Tua enough time, he'll eventually crack the code, and we saw him eventually crack the code and have a couple big plays in the passing game. I went back and watched the tape of this one, too, on defense. Quentin Williams was dominant there from – from Alabama, I mean, he's he's playing better even than Jonathan Allen played the year that he was going off for that Alabama defense. I think Quentin Williams is a better football player, which is pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very, very scary. Um, this Alabama team, I mean, they're loaded. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about all of these guys running up to the draft. They're loaded with older guys. They're loaded with younger guys. They're just loaded from top to bottom. Uh, LSU also has a tremendous amount of talent, but when it comes to playing and playing as a team – Man, I just think it's hard to match what Alabama brings each and every week. How about uh, how about Clemson throwing up 77 on Louisville, capped off by uh, by Dabo's son getting in the end zone? Yeah, man, that was pretty cool to see his son score a touchdown. But what's really cool, man, when you see a team run for almost 500 yards in a game, that is something that we only see from typically the service academies, Army, Navy, Air Force teams that are running the flex bone. Those are the teams that really grind and get after it like that. But Clemson is talented. Clemson finds a way to continue to give the ball to their playmakers, and they make a ton of plays. And that young quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, I don't know if we will see him tested doing what I call the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's going to be the one that they put the game on, and can he make enough plays for them to get to the championship game? Uh, he's been very impressive. Any other any other college games jump out to you? Hey, man, look, our guy, Will Greer, continues to be in a very impressive player, a very impressive prospect. I thought that game versus Texas might be his signature game when it comes to the run-up to the NFL draft. This kid made plays. He made plays in the final minute. Then he came back and made the two-point conversion. After throwing a dart to David Seals, Texas calling the timeout, having to reset it. Then he goes in on a quarterback draw. Will Greer is one of my favorite players in the draft, and I think he's going to be a guy that when we talk about the quarterback position and the prospects, which one can you trust the most? I think he's going to be in that conversation uh, when it comes down to the quarterback evaluation. Yeah, that throw was ridiculous uh, there at the end of the game, off one foot and just dropped it right into the bucket, showed you a lot of poise, accuracy, all that good stuff, and then the two-point conversion to be patient on that quarterback draw, find his way into the end zone. Uh, what a fun game to watch. That was the uh, the highlight for me watching the end of that football game uh, there with Texas. All right, Buck, anything else you want to tackle here before we get out of here? No, I mean, that's it. This was a loaded podcast, but I know on Thursday we'll have more ground to cover, more matchups, more things to talk about, heading to another great football weekend. I've got two words to leave you with, Buck, and they are not encouraging to a Tar Heel. Those words are Zion Williamson. Oh, man, it's early. We, we'll, we'll deal with them. Like, we're, we're fine with that. We know we're due cast. <laughs> we're, we're ready. I'm ready for basketball season to tip off because football has been a big disappointment. Yeah, no, well, we always got basketball at Carolina. Like I said, Indiana, my college basketball team that I followed since I was a little kid. I think we could actually be a tournament team. That's how, that's how bad it's become. <laughs> celebrate celebrate the tournament births. Not good. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys uh, for sticking with us here. Odd move the sticks. He's Bucky Brooks. I'm Daniel Jeremiah Kent and Cam doing the work behind the glass. Appreciate them. As always, we will see you next time right here on Move the Sticks. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, 
go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 